This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's Crystal, just sitting here in quarantine like you are. I again want to apologize for my last intro flub on Meredith. Ugh, so humiliating, but I'm glad we're, um, I'm trying to move on, darn it. But thank you for sticking it out with me and thank you for supporting me. This is our last episode for season one, number eight. Uh, and I'm trying so hard not to get worked up as I am attempting to record over the phone for season two. And it's just a little challenging because of the content so heavy and the lack of connection with a human being. It's just hard. Uh, we don't have a release date, but I'm hoping for July. I love you all so much for listening to all of this. It's not always easy to do. And thank you for emailing me and commenting and following. And I'm I'm still manifesting our next step. You know, I don't know if we should do a Facebook group or a blog, but I will be in touch with updates on this. And I am open to what our listeners think. So, I mean, honestly, without your ears and hearing me right now, we would not have someone to heal with, to share with which is why I wanted to do this in the first place. I just wanted you to know that you are not alone. Uh, The next one, Mandy. Oh, my God. So Mandy's the person that emailed me to tell me that my intro was screwed up. Well, she was the first person. Uh, Thank you, Mandy, for that. Um, I've saved Mandy's story for last. Uh, This one you're about to hear. Oh, God. Um, Standing witness to the story was an absolute extreme honor, and I cried a lot. Uh, I re-listened and I cried again. Like this one, guys, what she went through, it is so much for one person to take. And just thinking about it makes me tear up again. Um, I didn't, I didn't know Mandy when she came over to record. I found her through a trusted friend, and I didn't know what her story was. And this can be very tricky to navigate for both of us. And I didn't know Sophia. I didn't know Meredith either. And all these women just came on uh, telling me their stories. We go into this, each of them, we went into this blindly together and they trusted me, this stranger that I am, to navigate these waters with them, which is a beautiful, magical thing. It's important for you to know that when we recorded this, this was in December last year. And this trauma was really fresh for her. And much like Meredith, much like Lee, the narrative she told herself leading up to her discovery had been completely destroyed. And this can do a number on us as human beings. And Mandy, also like Lee, is a healer herself. Mandy is the founder of Embodied Integration. It's a healing methodology that helps people connect to the wisdom within themselves to help facilitate their own healing. It is deeply healing and is continuously evolving as a co-creative process with each person with whom Mandy works. Her work helps you to get the root of whatever trauma is residing in your body and helps you move through the process of acknowledging and shifting those patterns. In addition to personal energy sessions, Mandy does energetic space clearings of both homes and businesses. Mandy is a business owner. She owns a studio here, and her website is PilatesPDX.com. 
and she has built her entire life on helping others heal their trauma in their bodies. So you can imagine how this affected her. I picked an MLK quote from Andy, and I picked this quote because it was in, it's basically absolutely how I feel about what we recorded, and honestly, everything that we've recorded for this entire season. But for Mandy specifically, she's so in touch with her body and she has known her whole life, which she, you will hear, she talks about this. Um, she's had something going on with her throat. The fact that she came on to tell me her story. I picked this quote and Martin Luther King Jr. said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. I picked this quote because Mandy chose not to be silent anymore. She chose to not look away. And all of this you will hear as she discovered her story just last April. Her entire story of what she knew, her entire life changed in one night. And she chose not to be silent. She chose to jump into a giant ocean of trauma. And she is absolutely inspiring. She tells us the stages she went to, uh, went through of healing and feeling. And as she went through it, she bravely confronts her monster. I'm sorry, I'm crying. And my cat Marvin's probably going to come in and meow because I'm crying. The thing I love about Mandy is the fact that she is a body healer and she understands deeply that we carry all this trauma in our bodies and what it takes to release it. And I love that Mandy is forthright in her healing. I love that she still has this hilarious way of going about her daily life. She's never lost her sense of humor. I love that Mandy is a hard worker. You know, being a small business owner, you have to be. It's in her blood. And I love that she believes that her entire life, she was building skills to deal with this discovery. She is confident in the tools that she has. And she's working so hard, so hard to heal herself. She's determined to heal. And she's not scared to feel it. She is intentional where she puts her energy. And she is brave and she is remarkable. Because Mandy's trauma was so fresh and so huge, and because even since we recorded in December, she has taken so much action to invest in herself. I will give you an update on the outro because I don't want to have any spoiler alerts. But Mandy's also going to come on for season two and give us some updates on her steps. And I hope that someone else that maybe feels stuck with their trauma can listen to Mandy's story and listen to the end. And I can tell you all these remarkable updates and the things that she's done. And I'm, I just hope that it helps others find a drive to heal and invest in themselves. Mandy, thank you for coming on and meeting me and sharing with me and with the world. I am honored to be so deeply connected to your discovery and to your trauma and to be recording your process through it. I'm through the roof excited for the rebirth of this person that you are discovering right now. And I can't wait to hear you on season two. And I can't wait to hear more about your recovery. I absolutely love you. You have moved me and continue to move me with your determination to heal. Ugh, I didn't want to cry. Everything you've heard from our eight guests are humans like you, humans trying to live their daily lives, right? Carrying the weight of their world. 
And I hope so much that you have found insight, passion, uh, inspiration, and solidarity. And I hope that you can practice radical hospitality in your life. I love you. And as always, here we go. It's number eight. It's Mandy. Listen to this podcast, this recording, this story with an open heart, an open mind, and no judgment. I love you. Thanks for listening. Well, I was born in Fargo, North Dakota. Wow. Yeah. I've never met a person from Fargo. <laughs> I am. I mean, so I was born there, but then when I was six months old, we moved to Maryland. Uh, oh. So I grew up in Maryland. Um, but yeah, my, yeah, my wow. parents were, were in Fargo when I was born. So Interesting. What led them there? Uh, graduate school. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And then where, what part of uh, Maryland? Uh, suburban Maryland. Okay. I mean, like between, between Washington and Baltimore. Okay. It's just where they just the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Were uh, your parents together when my you were born? My parents were together when I okay. was born. My cool. parents were together until I was 15. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Did you have siblings? Yes, I have a brother. He's six years older than I am. Okay. Yeah. Six years older. So, <clears throat> how was your childhood in Baltimore leading up to 15? Um, I mean,. <laughs> It was, uh, well, it was good. The story that I've always told myself is that my childhood was great. And, uh, okay. And I, yeah. Got it. I've been, I've been uncovering some very different stories in the last six months, but. Oh, wow. Yeah. Everything's been discovered in just the last six months for you. Yeah. Yeah. So when I said, how was your childhood? Your narrative up until six months ago was that it, you had a great one? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Let's get to the discovery of yeah. the thing. So yeah. how, I guess, how, where were you when you first started remembering things that you so, had forgotten? Yeah. So I was uh, in Peru, in the middle of nowhere, in the jungle. Um, I was there um, doing an ayahuasca ceremony. Yes. Yeah. So I was in plant medicine ceremony. I had gone, I got a very, very clear calling to go um, and had been for a few years prior to actually going into the jungle, I had been sitting in ceremony every few months um, with shaman. I just hadn't actually like gone into the jungle um, and I had a really clear calling that I needed to go. So, And what did that calling look like? Um, I mean, it was basically like my shaman saying, okay, we're going to the jungle in May. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I, I have to go. I have to do that. Um, so I, you know, put away all the excuses that I have, that I, that I use to not do things. And I was like, nope, these things are not legitimate like listen and go. Yeah. I mean, it's like money a lot is, has been a thing that I've yeah. used as like reasons, but yeah, but yeah, okay. I did not allow myself. Yeah. To talk yourself out of it. Yeah. So 
Um, for people that do not know what this is, yeah. can you explain it? Because there will be people that are like, what does this well, mean? What are you talking about? Yeah, uh, yeah. so it is uh, a, a plant medicine, basically, that you, uh, you ingest, you drink it, um, and it is just this incredible, amazing, wise being that, uh, that moves into your body and, and helps you, I mean, it helps you heal, uh, in terms of how it looks sort of in, in the, in the physical world, uh, you know, you sit in ceremony with, uh, shaman and they, and they sing and it's, um, it's in a dark space. I mean, at least the lineage that I have worked with, they, they do it at night and, um, you know, there's, it's, there's a group of people and you all have your buckets next to you because this, it does make you puke generally. Um, (laughs) and it makes you, you know, it all comes out, it comes out everywhere. So it does. I have another friend that has experienced this. Yeah. Did, um, everyone puke together? I mean, sometimes, you know, it's like all, it's, it's, you never, you never quite know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it just, it is the most, uh, it's like, it's like years of healing in it, like packed into the tiniest, like, like hours. I mean, it's really, it just gets you in there and, uh, it, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't let you look away from, from what is there, there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you vomit, right? Yes. <laughs> and are you by yourself besides your shaman or are you with others? I mean, you so you're in, I mean, there's, there were probably, how many people were in the jungle? There are probably like mm, close to 30 people in the, in the mm-hmm. Maloka, um, which is what they call, you know, the, the sacred space that you're in. Um, but there's no communication between you and anyone else, you know? So it's very, it's very solitary. Mm -hmm. You, you, at some point during the ceremony are called up to, um, the shaman's mat. Um, and in the jungle there were, I think there were like five or six shaman and they were all native men. Um, and just like the, I mean, I needed that land that we were on in Peru, um, and I needed that native masculine voice to, like, sing this out of me or sing myself into this, you know? Like, yeah. I yeah. I needed that. Um, yeah. And it, I mean, like I said, for, for a couple years, I had been sitting in ceremony, you know, locally and and getting deeper into what I, what I felt was a wound in my heart. And, and so I went, I, when I went into the jungle, I was like, okay, I want to explore this heart wound. I have no idea what this is. Like, I, I have no trauma. You know, my shaman would always be like, so did you have any childhood trauma? And I'd be like, no, none. I had no trauma. And it was this really like clear, rigid, hard, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that's, the story that I needed to tell myself. Um, and it is not, it's absolutely not abnormal to experience something and not remember. Yeah. That's what I really know now. I mm-hmm. mean, especially as, um, I mean, as this returns to me, because it does still, you know, probably it was like 
three or four weeks ago, I, I had a, another memory come back. I mean, like it's, I am very still, much in process oh, wow. with this big time. Wow. So yeah, it's this, it's, it's a really intangible thing. I mean, it's, uh, it's, yeah. It's incredible that you had the balls to do it. Like I've, I've, I've not been able, or did I say balls? I did. <laughs> Shoot. Damn it. Just gendered the whole thing. Um, I, I just, I've had like, it's again, one of those things that I've been like, I'm absolutely fucking horrified. Like I am. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am no. so scared. I hear of you. what you did. And I it's hear you. amazing that I you did it. I was also like terrified. And after the first time I sat, you know, three or four years ago, after the first night, I was like, fuck this. I'm going home. Like, I am not doing this again. And we were like out. Anyway, long story short, I didn't go home. I stuck with it. I did it again. And I'm like, okay, this is my medicine. So incredible. Yeah, this is my so, medicine. So, so you, <clears throat> you go, you vomit. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and then you start the hallucinate. I mean, yeah, right. like you sort it's, of never know when the vomiting is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You also like it comes out both ends. It's right. Never, it's right. It's, you know, you kind I mean, yeah. And then and sometimes there are hallucinations and sometimes there aren't, you know, like oh. I think the night. The, it was either the night that I that. Yeah, I think it was the night that that my memories came back. It was this totally like physical experience. Oh. Like I was just physically in my trauma body just like you know just rocked with it just feeling it so it's like every single ceremony is entirely different and for each person it's just different that's right yeah, yeah everyone's yeah, experiences their own of course yeah so what did <clears throat> you first see oh yeah it's so i'm like oh. yeah let me just tell you, it's, uh, it's so uh, awful. Well, so, I mean, let me preface it by saying that really one of my shaman, um, so I went into the jungle with two shaman who I had sat with many times before, and they, um, you know, they have a relationship with this place in Peru. They helped found it. Um, and so I went with them and they were sort of helping, you know, it was, they did great integrative work when we weren't sitting in ceremony. So we did this writing exercise uh, the day before, yeah, I guess it was, it was the day before I uncovered my first memories. And they had me write to myself from my sadness. And what came out was... I mean, and, and they didn't tell me to write from sadness. They they had me find an emotion in my heart, and that was the one that was very clearly there. Um, what came out was just I, I I didn't even know what to do with it. Like I was like, I don't know where all this sadness is from. Like, holy shit, that's that's a lot of sad. Um, and so one of my shaman was like, I want to sit and talk to you about this because he was immediately like, are you sure there's no trauma? (laughs) And again, I was just like, nope. Um, so we sat down and talked and, um, you know, the, the story, one of the stories that I've told myself is I'm, I'm highly sensitive. I'm really, really sensitive. I'm a healer. Um, I pick up a lot of information. And so the story I've told myself is, I was really, really sensitive as a child. And so 
felt very overwhelmed. And, and so I think that was traumatic to me. I, I, yeah. So that was like, that was the story that I told. And, and, and I said that to him and he was like, yes, I'm not saying that's not true, but I also think there's a trauma. And, uh, when he said it, my throat just like closed up and I, my eyes started to well with tears and he was like, how does that make you feel? (laughs) And I was like, uh, I think you might be onto something. Uh, and the word I used was bewildered. It makes me feel bewildered. Like I, like just like that terrifies me. I don't even know what to do with that. So he was like, talk to your little girl in ceremony tonight, sit with your little girl, because what had been happening for about a year prior to me going into the jungle and discovering this was I just cried in ceremony. I cried and cried and cried. And what I knew was that it was my little girl that was crying. And I was like, I don't know why she's crying. I don't know what she has to cry about. I don't know. Um, So he was like, talk to her. Like you have a good relationship with her. Talk to her and. Oh my God. Ask her, you know? Um, And so that's what I did. I just like sat there and held her. And I, and then I just sort of knew. And I said, who did this to you? And she said, daddy. Oh God, no. Yeah. I had the feeling and then I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Thank you. Holy shit. So then what did you do? Oh my God. So, I mean, that first night was just like, lots of like, I mean, I mean, in terms of how it came back, it was a lot of imagery, like big dick in the face, you know, oh, like just like Mandy. awful, horrible. Oh man, this is getting me. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I can't keep it together. No, it's okay. I don't know uh, how I am actually. So I'm sorry. No. <laughs> um. So you just start getting imagery. Yeah. So that first night, lots of imagery. Um. I mean, yeah. Sorry, it's so awful. No, it's, it's so... don't. <laughs> Please don't apologize. Okay, for okay. I, I don't know why I'm having this no, insane I... reaction. I usually have like compose it a little. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. It's like I just can't imagine. Yeah, it's it's, it's so horrible. I cannot imagine. Yeah. How old are you? I was three. You were three at I the was time. Three at the time. Yeah. How, How old are you now? now? Forty-three. So. Okay, so you have imagery. <clears throat> of dick. I have imagery of dick. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. A and of, of uh, a, a young version of my father masturbating. Lots of that. Um, so lots of like, yeah, big dick in the face and like seeing him masturbating. And I mean, I was just like, no, 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 this can't be. Like, no, maybe this was just once. Like, I, he must not even know. Like, I just, yeah, I was like, like you, I you're, you're making it up yeah, or something. Exactly. Like, like, I was like, there is no way. This talking can't... yourself, oop, talking yourself out of it. Completely. Totally. Completely. Like, I was like, yeah. this is not possible. This is, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was the first night. I mean, just like, ugh. That was the first. That was the first night. night. That was oh like me. God. Yeah, that was me remembering. Um, and then I went in the next night. So, so I I sat for six nights in the jungle. 
Um, so the next ceremony night, I think I had like maybe a day off in between, which is lovely. Uh, my intention going in the next night was like, I just need more information. Like, I don't yeah. even know what to what do was with this. Exactly. What was like, that? What, what was that? I need, I need more information. I don't, I don't. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. What was that? How could this possibly be? So do you drink it every night? Or do you, it's because no, it's, it's one like, time and then it lasts. You do drink it every night. Yes. yes you do you drink, do it, every drink night. it every Although night. Although what happens is, you know, when you're drinking it. So when you um, drink it, number one, you're on a, you're on a really special, very restricted diet. Yes. Like no oils. Uh, yeah, cleanse. Yeah, essentially. You're totally. Mm-hmm. La- exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what helps your body absorb. Yep. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Um, so, and, and it builds up in your system, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you've been drinking for several nights, like it, it heightens, I mean, it's already there. So, um, but yes, you do drink it every night, <clears throat> um, that you sit in ceremony. Um, so my like more information night was the one where I was just like in my trauma body. And, and what I came away from, uh, that night with was, Okay, this was not a one-time thing. This was really pervasive. Ugh. This was my childhood. Like this happened so many times. Like this I mean Ugh. and it I mean it 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 explained so much. I mean it just it was this bright light on everything. I was like Oh, that's why, that's why this, that's why that. I mean, it's just like, it, it completely contextualized me. Yeah. I mean, cause I've always been like, what is my deal? Like, why, why do I have such insecurity? What, what is the root of this? Like, I'm fine. I, I, nothing ever happened to me. Why, why do I have these like deeply rooted insecurities? And I mean... And you're you're a healer yourself, and I'm a healer, and that was another so, thing. So how are you not able to contextualize? Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I literally, my hands are literally attracted to trauma. Like my yes. hands are like trauma magnets, mm-hmm. which of course makes a lot of sense now that I realize how much buried trauma I have in me. Like, oh yeah, of course. Like, like attracts like. You know. Yes. Like, yes. So, yes. As we sit here in the same room. Here we are. I know. But you're right. I mean, you have, you've had your whole path of, of wanting to get in it and attracted to trauma. Yeah. And wanting to find ways to, I don't want to say fix, but you know, just help. Facilitate. Yeah. Facilitate, be Mm -hmm. in the present, be, hang out in it. Yeah. um, Get comfortable with it. And then you've also felt insecure your whole life. Yes. Like deeply insecure. Um, I mean, and just, gosh, so many. And the other thing is, I, I mean, it's been maybe, I mean, it's been a lifetime process, but really in the last, uh, I don't know, seven or eight years, maybe even less, um, my voice has been, has been a thing that, I mean, I used to. When I spoke my truth, I couldn't do it without my voice shaking and like almost coming to tears. And that was like, I'd be in a room full of like people who loved me, like totally, totally safe. safe. Yeah. And like, and not saying like anything, like just, just speaking my truth from my heart, like uh, my voice shook. And I was always like, what is your deal with that? You know, like, 
Yeah. Why are you so scared to speak your truth? And yeah, I mean, of course, like, yeah, I have, I have good reason for all of me, you know, like, yes. And mostly I have just the most immense gratitude for my little warrior child who just locked that shit down and was like, all right, girl, let's do this. Like you're a survivor, you're a survivor. Like you're, yeah. you've got this, you've got this, you've got this. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so you were sitting in your body like the, and, and just traumatized because you realized it was more than once and it was a lot. I'm imagining. It was a lot. It was a lot. And it was, you know, the, the, the second night of remembering was, um, there was, there was some imagery, but mostly it was just like, I just was feeling all this. I mean, it was like through my whole nervous system, you know, just like, like my body acknowledging all of the trauma in all of my cells. Like, it was rough, it was rough, rough, rough. And then, um, I mean, just so much sadness just of like, this is my dad. Like, I, I, I mean... Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand why I couldn't know what he did to me until now. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, of course, but yeah, it's your dad it's and it's your narrative dad. and your story yeah, just changed. All of it's just like, it just blew up. Blown up completely. Like completely. shifted, turned it on its head. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, Holy shit. I cannot. Oh. So yeah. did you get, did you get an opportunity through that experience to heal? I mm. mean, I definitely began healing, you know? Yeah. Cause you um, saw the truth, which is healing which is, in itself. Right? I mean, exactly. Also terrible, but also a part of yeah. the healing process. Yeah. acceptance. Acknowledgement. Totally. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it was, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so, so grateful for everything. <sighs> You know, yeah. really, like, yes. so grateful. Yeah. Um, and that shaman knew. Like, he's amazing. Holy. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, mm, knock, knock, nice knock. Try, Mandy, yeah. But something's there. Get underneath that, girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, what did you do? I don't even, how, what does somebody do when you experience this? It was a week long. Yeah. I was essentially. in the jungle for 10 days, but yeah, I sat for six nights. It was a week long. I mean, oh my God. In the midst of it, uh, like I think it was maybe a few days after. So I, I reached out to my best friend. I called my best friend mm. from the jungle. Cause I just like needed yeah. m- like my yes. people. Yes, of course. So I reached out to her. I talked to her. I also reached out to my husband and talked to him. And, and I mean, that poor man. Oh work. my God. Like, I can't I even can't. imagine receiving that phone call. Right. Like either best friend, either husband, them, either, you know, they're either. just like incomplete shock, obviously. Yeah. Um, what did I do? Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I just, tried to integrate as much as I possibly could and soak up as much as, as I possibly could uh, while being there. Um, and yeah, it's, I, in, in a couple of the ceremonies, one of the ceremonies, I don't remember which one, I wrote so many, I mean, like, I think one of them, I, I wrote so many letters in my head to my father. Um, oh. 
I think first it was like, I think, I think the first one that came was just like rage, you know, just like, oh my gosh, so much rage and just like, um, and then I, I got past that. And I think the next one was just like sadness, uh, so many letters, uh, in sadness. And then I wrote actual, you know, I actually wrote out, I think the first time that I wrote out on paper was mm. on the plane coming back. I just, in, in a journal, I wrote my first letter to him, it, like, uh, you know, put it into the, into the tangible world and got it out of my head. Um, I mean, and I've written several, many, um, I sent one I sent it actually, I ended up sending it the same day that I sent my stepmother's birthday card because that's just how the fucking timing worked out. And I was like, whatever, dude, eh, not a birthday card. <laughs> sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Not sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's yeah, your, like, your time and it matters. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I sent that letter to him basically, um, well, Okay, let me back up. So wait a minute. Yeah, I have a question. Your parents split when you were Mm fifteen. So, as from fifteen to now, Mm -hmm. are you? Is your mother still alive? Is she still with us? My mother is still alive and amazing and phenomenal and that's just the most brilliant gift to me and the planet. Mm. I mean, truly, oh, that woman. That's. She is a treasure. Yeah. 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 So grateful for her. Oh, that's really sweet to say about your mom. And that made me cry too. (laughs) I'm rough, (laughs) rough today. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, so your father up until six months ago, how was your relationship up until six months ago? So it's interesting. Um, over the last several years, um, I have been, unconsciously distancing myself from him. Um, and I mean, I realize now that it's, I think it's been in preparation for this, for, for my discovery. Absolutely. Um, so it's, it's interesting, you know, when I was, let's see, let me just like find a few little snippets here. First of all, when my parents divorced, um, I, I thanked my mom for this because I, number one, she took me away from him. And number two, she gave me a reason to be angry at him. And I was so angry at him when that happened. And it like, you know, it let me like express anger. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm, that was wonderful. But, um, you know, that was maybe just a year or two. And when I was a young, like in my early 20s, my relationship with my father was so like, like so entangled, like he would come out to visit me on the West Coast and, and like I would drive away from the airport after dropping him off, just like crying. Like it was just a, it was heavy. It was sounds like heavy and intense. Heavy. And like just so entangled, like it was, I just felt like so enmeshed with him. Um, and I realized that, uh, and, and I feel like with my mother, as I've become an adult, I've really developed so much more of a relationship with her. And I think he really poisoned me to her, like very, very 
uh, subversive, like not, not in obvious ways, but in the last several years, and I think really maybe since I met my husband, which was um, seven years ago, okay, since I've been with him, um, I think that that was maybe when I started pulling away from my father again, just like not consciously, but just unconsciously distancing myself. Um, and one thing that I always find really interesting is the first time that my husband met my father it was before I was married to my husband. Um, he was like, your father is terrified of you. And I was like, mm, I don't, okay, Whoa. I don't know. I don't know why that, but he perceived be. that he perceived that he was just like, he's terrified of you. Like he's, um, and after he said that, I just was, ref I reflected on it and I was yeah. like, man, yeah, what is that? And yeah. also he, every time I see, I have seen him for the last several years, like, it's like, he's heavier. He's got more guilt. He's got more shame. And I'm like, what is the deal? Like, what? is all this shit this guy is carrying around. I mean, and it was hard for you. Like it where it sounds like your mom's re like your relationship with your mom was just easy so and good. love yeah. and unconditional and yes. just totally. and your dad was just for your whole life was hard. Yeah, but weird like also I had a whole like daddy <clears throat> like I was daddy's a uh, daddy's girl, you know? Like yeah. Yeah, like yeah. weird. Weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I realized, here's another thing, is like, I realized that he um, used money as a means of control. Um, mm. So he would just, he, he gave me money. And he gave it to me in ways that it was like, like he gave me more money than my mother did every month when I was in college. And it was like, he just gave it to me. And it's one of those things where you're like, oh, I guess I just shouldn't say anything because I'm getting more money. You know what I mean? Like just like yeah. weird yeah. ways to be like, oh, we just don't talk about this. Yeah. Um, white dudes. Yeah. Old white dudes. <laughs> the pattern of money Good. and power. But right? like, because it's, yeah. Yeah. So a few years ago, I was like, I should really just not take any money from him anymore. And I yeah. stopped doing that and that felt great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, anyway, here I am now. Right. That's a long answer. So, but no, no, it's perfect. So you, you, your relationship was strained and you, you've always felt, it sounds like when I hear you talk, it sounds like forced, like something was like this weird forced and you yeah. knew it was there. Like you knew that there was something, you just couldn't figure out what it was. You yeah. knew, you knew, yes. but you didn't know what it was. It's what's crazy. What's interesting too is that my daughter, my my children know about this. I, I got back from the jungle and did not tell them immediately because I had so much to process. But of course, they obviously knew something was up because uh, I canceled it. I, my father and stepmother were supposed to be coming to visit us like a month after I got back oh from the jungle. God. And I was like, hell no, that's not going to work. <laughs> so I just sent an email that was like, that's not going to work for me. I've uncovered some really disturbing memories and I need wow. to not have any contact with you. Wow. Um, so my kids knew something was up. And once I got to the point and, and my son actually asked me about it a few times, like, what is up with, you know, with you and pop? Um, and I was like, you're right. Something's up. I'm going to tell you about it when I'm able to tell you about it. So anyway, I got to the point where I was like, okay, this is something I have processed through enough so that I'm not asking them to hold anything for me. Um, and I told them, um, 
And one of the things my daughter said pretty immediately was like, I always felt something was off between you guys. Like she was like, there's just always something a little like weird and just like, ugh. Oh, yeah. I was like, of course, of course you did, girl. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. <clears throat> interesting. Cause you're amazing. Yes. And very sensitive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So you canceled the trip. Yeah. And Cancel then, the trip. And then how how soon is the stepmother's birthday in the and letter? And then, so that was, it was two months later. Two oh, months later, shit. I wrote the letter. Yeah. And, and you called it. him out? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. You're a badass. I mean, except the funny thing is, so yeah, I called him out. Uh, but I didn't, like, graphically go into detail about the things that he Often. did to me. Often we don't. Yeah. Because I was like, I mean, is that necessary? So, and, and what I said to him was, or one of the many things I said to him was, um, I don't want to hear from you on the phone or over email. You can write me a letter if you want to communicate with me. Because I can totally control that, you know? Like, yeah. yes. I can control yes. when I read a yes. letter. And yes. so... Mm-hmm. that's fine. This is the way that you can communicate with me. Oh, such a good response. Such a good boundary yes. for yourself. Oh my God. So yes. good. God, this whole thing has been like such an exercise in creating boundaries. boundaries. I mean, yeah. and I understand now why as a young adult, I had no ability to do that for myself. Like, because my boundaries were just completely shat on as yes. a child, obviously. You didn't know. No. You did not know. Yeah, exactly. You did not know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I have not heard from him since I wrote that letter. What? Yeah. What I have heard. <laughs> so, my brother um, asked my mother. So, I, I told my mom pretty immediately after I got back. I called her. She lives in England. So, um, you know, I, I talked to her and she was just horrified and shocked and like, same, I, same as me. Yeah. Like, she mm-hmm. just... Can only imagine that nightmare call. Yeah. Right? Oh my. It's a nightmare. Ugh. That is also her nightmare. Completely. Also her. Oh, God. I know. I can't. I, can't. I, I know. I cannot even. Ugh. Exactly. Uh, and so, you know, she, she knew. And my brother and I are, I, I love my brother dearly, but we're not super close. We're very, very different human beings. Um, mm-hmm. We don't talk very often. He's not like a part of my support system. So mm-hmm. kind of the place that I have come from with this is like, I don't feel like I need to tell people who, who will be affected by this, by their, having their own relationship with, with my father, um, unless it's like, they're my people and I need to tell them for myself. Like I was like, I don't need to tell him for me. And I, you know, like, I don't really want to, fuck with his I mean it's not it's not information that you can unhear once you've heard it no matter what you decide to do with no, the information and the information is constantly jaded with expectations and like even though you don't want to set expectations there's just expect you can't control yeah. the next step and you have to be so like almost impossibly ready just to say it and then just give it to the universe and just hope that it's hard. That's such a hard thing. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so I sent that letter with zero expectations. Yes, absolutely. Like, you have because, to. You yeah, have to. Right? Um, I mean, 
I think I said like I I would appreciate an acknowledgement, but I don't expect one. Uh, and I have no idea if I will ever be able to have a relationship with you again. Uh, currently, I still have no idea. Like I'm like mm, yeah. pretty much where I'm at right in this very moment. Hell no, <clears throat> I can't imagine like coming anywhere near that right. man. My father showed this to my brother, and he's like, "I don't, I don't know what this is about. I don't know what she's talking about." Um, so, <clears throat> didn't like write me a letter to say that, like, but whatever. <laughs> um, so my brother talked to my mother and was like, <clears throat> "What's Mandy writing this four-page letter to dad about? What, like, what is this?" And my mom was like, "You should talk to Mandy if you." Wanna, you know, thank God she said that, right? Yes, like, why is this like, the triangulation you, right? of all the things? It enrages I me. I just want to set things on fire when people exactly. do that shit. Like, quit talking, talk directly yes. to the human being that you right? need to get information from. Just it's all the time in our society. I have no idea. It's, it's crazy, constant. I know, the dumbest things, anyway. So, so my brother reached he, out to me wow. and was like, uh, I'd, I'd love to hear your story. You know, and wow. we set up a time to talk. And before I told him, I was like, are you sure you want to hear this yeah. story? Because it's not pretty. It's very thoughtful of you. I love my brother. And I don't, right. you know, like he lives near the guy. Like he's, oh, he's going to have to deal with this. guy. Like, you know, I just want to make sure like, are, are you, this is, yeah. this is a yucky story. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I told him and he, um, was amazing and wonderful. And, you know, I think, uh, like the one part of the conversation that I had with him where I cried was just like thanking him for reaching out to me and for, like, it makes me cry instantly. Like that's, and that he was supportive. That he supported me. I know. (sighs) So rare. Because I honestly was like, you know. He could easily just be like, my sister is crazy. My father is a saint. Like this is because he very much has built that image of himself. He's like a holier than thou figure in our family. It's very much a patriarchy. Everybody worships him. Like it's really, he, he's done a very good job of crafting his image. Um, Baby boomers. Yeah. Amazing at it. Yeah. Like denial and flush everything or stick it under the rug. Right. So much shadow. So much shadow. It's like, it's crazy. So, okay. So your brother, like, that's amazing. That like, he's, he's the best. Like really. Yeah. 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 That that story usually doesn't go that way. I I definitely, that was not my expectation. Like, so cool. Not that I, not that I want to say I had like clear expectations, but I did of course think like, okay, well this could happen or this could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I talked to him on Thanksgiving. I mean, we didn't talk about Right. But that's the only time I've talked to him since then. After, after we had that like crazy heavy conversation, he was like, all right, well, I need to process this. Obviously we'll talk again. Like, I love you, you know? Um, so as you, I, I don't know if this is appropriate to say, but we don't, we don't think that it happened to him. I have no idea. I'm sure you've asked yourself that question. Uh, so many times. I have no idea. 
I don't know. I mean, you know, it's like telling him and telling my mom, like I, when I told him, I was like, I understand that hearing this does not intellectually compute. The only reason I am able to know this is because it's in my body and I have the memories of it, you know? And then I also can like draw the little line to like, the year I spent when I was seven years old with constant strep throat and having to get my tonsils out because they, you know, had grown to the size of golf balls. I mean, just like the trauma, the physical trauma that I had in my body as a child, like my body being like, help me. There's some really fucked up shit happening to me. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I have no idea. And I don't even want to surmise because. Mm -hmm. No. You can't. I can't. You can't. All I know is my truth and my reality, and I, I don't know. And others' truth are others' truth. Yeah, that's just what that's it right. is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but I also know that, good Lord, I had to go into the middle of nowhere to uncover this truth, and I have done so much deep work to get there. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, I mean. You can only control your own path. Yeah. Yep. That's really what it comes down to. So to this oh, day, boy. your father hasn't had any contact no. with you. So well, what about you your know, stepmom? What's interesting is um, she sent me a text to say thank you for the birthday card. And here's what I will say. Uh, he sent me a birthday card, like, which was three weeks after I sent the letter. He sent me a birthday card that just was like a regular birthday card that he would normally send. Uh, he sent my husband a birthday card, same thing. I mean, from both my stepmother and my father. I mean, so, you know, it's like he's operate, operating from this place of like, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't exactly know where he's operating from. I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, well. I believe that his shadow is, I mean, his shadow is so dark, but I also believe it's so obscured from him. Like I, I 100% believe that he consciously has no idea uh of the horror that he inflicted upon me i i think that's very true i think it's very true um i don't know at this point like i've i've wondered if uh i should write another letter to him and i have like crafted other letters without sending them and just like laying it out like just uh i heard you don't know what happened here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, yeah. let me graphically explain it to you. But then I'm like, I know, no, I know. What's the, what's the purpose of that? Like to yeah. me, obviously something horrible, horrible happened to that human being, you know, like mm-hmm. this doesn't like, this doesn't form out of nothing. It doesn't yes. happen in a vacuum. He, Mm-mm. someone did terrible things to him. Yes. And again, I can only surmise. I don't know who did that. I don't know what that story is, but neither does he. And and this was how he, you know, like, and I don't, I mean, I don't need to give him any more misery. I also like, at this point, don't want to have anything to do with him. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like I will be able to have a much better relationship with him when he's dead. Like when he's dead. I'll be able to talk to him and, you know, like, mm-hmm. like repair whatever needs to be right. repaired. But right. like as a human being, like I, 
I don't know. Forgiveness is not something. I'm not there yet. I'm not there. I don't know. I, I think, you know, it's funny that you mentioned forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, it's a thing that uh, I just don't know either. Like, it's a constant cop out. Like, sometimes I get enraged by forgiveness because I'm like, we were taught to forgive. I Women know. specifically are constantly asked to just forgive. Yeah. I'm so over the forgiveness thing. Like there's other ways yeah. than forgiveness. Why do we constantly have to coddle down yeah. to whatever the situation is and just learn to forgive them to well, find like, peace? Like there's that, other there's other things you can do to still find peace. Yeah. It's and, almost like it's almost ingenuine. Like yes, finding forgiveness yes. from a place of just yes. of just for forgiveness sake is it's not it's no. not genuine. I mean it's not genuine for me right mm-hmm. now. Like I'm like I wish I could. I know, uh, and it's of, very Christian like. Like it's very Christian and and you know, like yeah. It's that it's, old world way and like, yeah. It, yeah. I don't, and I, so I don't know, but I know it also offers so many people an element to be able to feel again and yeah. live again. And I respect that. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm not constantly like, it's not for me. I mean, I feel like the concept, I'm like, yes, I get it. And I understand yeah. that yeah. it could ultimately be liberating. However, it does have to really be genuine or otherwise it's yes. just like a veneer. It's just painting yeah. something over something ugly, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like just in the ugly right now. Right. Like You're I'm, still in the ugly for this sure. This where I'm at. Yeah. And I don't know how long I'm going to be there. Have you, um, what things are working for you right now? Like therapy wise, are you doing anything? And what so, have you found that other people might be able to, you know, I use? am currently on a list for a group for a sexual abuse survivor group that uh, this woman runs a closed group that she currently has one running, but she's going to start a new one in 2020. And I am like psyched for that to start. Um, I think I'm going to do a few sessions with her. She's just a counselor and she also does art therapy. And I think I'm going to see her privately and do a few sessions because my, my current thing that I'm, running through and sort of hitting up against is again, like, like, um, integrating the intellectual processing of the fact that this is what happened with, you know, with the, with everything that I know that happened with the memories and with the physical trauma. So, um, I've done some work with a brilliant, uh, core energetics healer. That's like, it's a type of energy work and it's, amazing clear mm. like all the trauma out of my throat like had this like the throat's a thing for you the throat is a thing i had Shit. a dick shoved down my throat oh, <laughs> god yeah a lot of dick in my throat so yeah. yeah throat is totally a thing and i had this amazing session where i literally screamed oh, no and it was like oh my god my god like everything changed yeah. it was amazing so I've done like some different energy work. Uh, actually, I have another uh, energy healer. So, you know, I'm kind of dabbling. I'm also, I just started working with this um, Alexander practitioner slash body worker who mm. helped, uh, I mean, my pelvis, I saw her for the first time last week and I, I have never felt my pelvis the way it feels mm. right now. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think that's me in there. Like, <sighs> it's... What it like? Yeah, the discovery of yourself that you're yeah. that you're just 
have to lean right? into. I know. Because of the trauma. Like it's yes. I know it's stupid it's crazy, to see, right? but it's you're finding yourself. I am. And you're forty years later. I know. I mean I know. But I'm so grateful. Yes. I'm so grateful. Yes, because there's so many people that have never uncovered the rock. I know. And they I die. Know. I know. Like your I mean, dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah like, like my dad. I know. That have no truth, that can't feel their body, that don't know. It's, it's really sad. It's yeah, really sad. And that's basically so like what I take For them, away but from. not for you. Like, yeah. that's, no, that's like, it's, me. it's incredible that you get to, that you, that you even figured it out. Yeah. Thank and you. that you get to have your future and the, and the things coming up and getting to yeah. know yourself again. Yeah. And a rebirth. I, t- totally. It's a rebirth. I mean, I feel just immensely blessed. So blessed. So blessed. I don't think I've, I don't think I've um, ever heard a story like this, mm. Mandy. Like, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard someone that, especially so fresh, yeah. You're yeah, a badass for fresh. talking about it's very fresh. Yeah. It is you're in the baby, like you're crawling phase of getting I out am. of it. I'm just crawling. And yeah. that's good. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for for creating this platform and this forum. Uh because when I I responded to your email the first time and I immediately started crying and I was mm. like, okay that's a yes, you know, <laughs> like, uh-huh, clearly that's something I need to do. I mean, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And like I said, my voice has been a big thing. So me putting your voice out there my voice yeah. to tell my yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Like it's kind of personal, but, um, because of the patterns of many women specifically that have had uh, childhood assaults essentially yeah. on them. Um, just because there's so many, yeah. sadly. Yeah. Uh, did you find your choices in, uh, partners, um, in your twenties in your teens? Like, what was that like for you? So other people can connect to that because like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm a gun. I don't want to say, I don't want to assume yeah. Yeah. because it goes e- Either way, totally. right? But it's usually divided. I mean, so what side of the fence were you on with that? Like, well, sexually, who were you? What's like, interesting is, well, number one, uh, my husband uh, likes to joke about this. Like, I have deflowered a lot of, or, or several different men slash boys. So that's an interesting thing. Like, like that innocence uh, was something that was very attractive to me when I was young. Um, I mean, it's been a while since I've deflowered anyone, but right. you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what the future holds. No, I mean, I'm open. Right. right. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> so funny. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Like patterns. Like there's always some. Yeah. Okay. But I also, um, I have had partners who have had childhood sexual trauma. Mm. Which I was always like, huh, that's interesting that that would, that I would, since I had no trauma at all. And I literally like have made that statement. Like, it's so interesting that you had this since I had no sexual trauma. Like I was not sexualized at an early age. Like I've just like the walls that I built for myself, these clear, like, "Mm, 
I mean, whew, they were yeah. really strong. Like, just like, nope, nope, nope. And there were, like, Pat, like, there were multiple partners that mm-hmm. had that. Oh, mm-hmm. magnet. Mm-hmm. Right? Crazy. I mean, totally. Isn't that yeah. crazy? I just think, like, what the, I mean, of course, of course. Like, yes, yes that is, that is, yeah, that's what we do. That's, yeah. That's how we grow is we, is we have these things reflected at us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, like, we, we can't look at it until we're ready to look at it. But mm-hmm. um, it's really good to finally be able to look at it and yeah. be in it. Um, and you've had, I mean, you've had everyone believe you. Yeah. Which is great. Which is amazing. It's so great. And I was really prepared for my God. brother to just Mandy, five years ago, off. think about the same thing happening to you five years ago. Right? I know. Like, right? That's no, when I get true. overwhelmed by the movement of everything because I'm like, that's yeah. incredible yeah. that you've had that. And who has helped you the most? Like who is, who is, or people, it's, it I doesn't mean, have to be isolated. My, my husband, clearly, good Lord, like what an angel he is to me. <laughs> I can't even yeah. imagine. Cause like, I am fucked up up like this shit fucked me up and he is like he's amazing uh yeah he's amazing and and my mom yeah you know like and honestly my daughter too and it's not like you know it's not like i've really leaned on her or it's right much man she's just like this stalwart support she's like yeah she's my yeah that's incredible yeah that's incredible yeah that you've you've had yeah, there. I could, you know, um, a lot of survivors we compare, right? Yeah, the, the other yeah. survivor or the other assault in strange ways. Yeah, and so I can hear, I can hear and feel other people that will hear this be mm. like, "Oh, she's lucky." I am, but you're still so not lucky, lucky. Mandy. Well, like I'm here to tell you, it's I still mean, all terrible. Like, yeah. and to remind everyone that it's still terrible. It's just relative to what your story is and your path. Totally, um, and it is to me that's. Like in my mind, I'm like, this is forever. This is the future. This is how it should yes, be. Yes. The experience yes, of yes. being believed. Totally. You know? And 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 so I I mean, one of the things that I'm most grateful for <sighs> in this is I have the ability um to help other people. That's what I yes. do. And I'm just Ooh. like, please come and let me help you. Like I understand what this is. And like, yeah, I I I want to help other people through it. Yeah. And you are already. Thank you. Yeah. So as promised, here's an update on Mandy. Mandy's found an amazing practitioner and body worker to work with her helping her unlock and deal with all of the trauma in her body. She's continued uncovering memories and there, you know, of course there's so many layers, there's so much trauma, but She's feeling incredibly safe and supported by her healer, her friends, and her family. Mandy also attended a survivor's group of a sexual assault. It was a closed support group that she found incredibly helpful all until COVID, that is. Um, But just to have, Mandy said, just to have the safe space and community of others who have a deep understanding of what she's going through, she has found extremely helpful. Support groups work. Support groups work. Um, and the biggest thing that I think is just so badass is Mandy changed her name and Mandy said she found it hugely empowering and she's feeling more at ease in her own skin every single day. Such a badass Mandy. Congratulations on your rebirth. I'm just so excited to have you on again on season two, um, to find Mandy, her personal Instagram is Mandy Tigra. 
And I'll have all of the information I'm about to give you on our website, all over social media. Mandy Tigra. Her business Instagram is Body Mechanics PDX. Her business website that is doing online classes right now. It's Pilates PDX. And Mandy's nonprofit choice, such a beautiful choice. They're called the Joyful Heart Foundation. They are in New York City. Their mission is to transform society's response to sexual assault, domestic violence, and child abuse, and support survivors' healing and end this violence forever. They started a blog that I looked up called endthebacklog.org. It's the only website wholly dedicated to ending the rape kit backlog, and they shed light on the powerful results of testing rape kit evidence and draw attention to the political and financial changes necessary to achieve comprehensive rape kit reform. Ugh, it's such a badass thing, just like Mandy. My nonprofit choice forever is Rahab Sisters, rahabsisters.org. To all of the guests I've had on, Rachel, Sophia, AJ, Lee, Dan, Anna, Meredith, and Mandy. You are all remarkable and you're all brave humans. And to share your story with the whole world is just applaudable. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Each one of you separately has made an impact on my life and my perception, but mostly my heart. I love you all so much. To Niraj Srinivasan, thank you for being my brother in this dude. Sorry about my manic text and calls at 6 a.m. randomly. And thanks for being this like adorable millennial brown man that believed in my mission enough to help me. You're a good man, dude. You make me laugh and I love you. And to the listeners, I'll post an update when we get close to release and I'll keep our social media going. Please share. If you like this podcast, tell people about it. Word of mouth is huge. Please contact me if you have a story, uh, if you have thoughts, anything, to the 100 people that download each week. Can't even believe it. Word even to the first-time listener. Thank you for taking the time to listen to someone else's story. It matters. All trauma matters, and you matter. Stay safe. Stay home. And as always, lead with compassion and kindness. I love you.